Whether you're a professional athlete or a seasoned corporate executive, it is easy to enjoy a lifestyle where a paycheck is calling all the shots. But is that sustainable forever? Welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit with Pete Gutekunst, founder of Good Financial Services and financial planner with Raymond James. Pete helps you financially bridge from the journey you've started through the life goals you've imagined. Sooner or later, by force or by choice, life takes turns. Listen as Pete discusses how to take charge and make your move on your terms with confidence. There comes a time when suddenly you look around and say, what the heck is Medicare? And why do I need to know about it? Pete Gutekunst has a guest who can help with those questions. Tara Becker has spent the last 20 years helping employers help their employees while growing their businesses. So, Pete, tell us more about Tara. Sure, absolutely. And, and welcome back. And uh, so glad to have Tara on, on, the, on our podcast today. And you know what, Tara? I like to start out just by uh, asking our guests just to tell us a little bit about their story and how they got to where they are. And you can probably do a much better job of introducing yourself than I could ever do. So why don't you just tell us your story and, and how you got to where you are today? Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much, Pete, for the invitation. I was really excited about the opportunity to be on uh, the podcast and um, excited to kind of share what I do in the Medicare world. So really a salesperson at heart, you know, like you mentioned, I've been helping employers the last 20 years um, find solutions. So I originally started on like the payroll HR side of things, um, kind of managing payroll systems and HR systems for employers. And that involved into me getting into the healthcare space and helping uh, employers with, you know, now navigating the different benefit plans and what they could offer their employees. Um, and then kind of fast forward to sort of the pandemic when I feel like everybody was sort of reevaluating, you know, their life's goals and kind of, you know, where they wanted to be. I kind of took a step back and my husband kind of said, after we had our two children who are now three and two, he kind of said, if this is something you really want to do and go out on your own. And I, I like to say, I like to help people, you know, sales is one thing, but I really wanted to kind of get out of that corporate sales world. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he said, now is the time to start your own thing. If you're going to do it, do it now. And I fortunately had a very, very good mentor I've known for the last 15 years. I spent a little time in Florida when I actually got into the payroll HR industry and her and I worked together. Well, about eight years ago, she started her own Medicare business and she kept oh. kind of coaxing me and saying, you know, this is something you would really enjoy doing because you know, sales is great, it, you know, pays the bills, but I really wanted to help people. And just a little side note too, I, growing up, I was actually raised by my grandparents from the time of birth till about six years old. So it was very close to my grandparents. And I tend to have a very empathetic heart for older people and I connect mm. with them well. And so this was kind of just, you know, the perfect, perfect fit for me and kind of all of the pieces kind of fit together. So right. that's so two years ago, I started Becker Benefits and Senior Planning, and here we are today. All right, great. And we're we're so grateful to have been introduced to you by, by our mutual friend. Uh, so shout out to Joe Ellis. But <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I know, and I know our clients uh, that we've introduced you have been thrilled to meet to meet you and and go through your process and looking forward to hearing a little more about that with you today. And I just as a side note here, 
we really draw upon the theme of my book, Tell Your Boss I Quit, and just listening to you talk about having a mentor. And I find that that's really something when people are going through a transition, whether it's a uh, you know, going out to be entrepreneurial like you did, if they're leaving at the end of a career and trying something new and either serving as a mentor and giving back or just trying something new. So interesting that that just uh, kind of sort of a little tangential uh, <laughs> comment there, but <laughs> I thought that was interesting. And, you know, what, what just start out, basically, we, we say Medicare. And I find when we talk to our clients, they're all upside down and sideways and, and make this so much confu- more confusing than it really needs to be. So just so everyone understands, just give us the basics first. What exactly is Medicare? And particularly, I guess, Part A and B, because that's what most people are at least going to end up with Part A and B. So can you just give us a little bit of background of that? And I think that plays into so much of the other things that then where you come into play. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, I mean, it's, it can be very, very overwhelming to clients. It's kind of the alphabet game when it comes to Medicare. It's sort mm-hmm. of all the letters are involved <laughs> at some point, right? But A and B is kind of the starting point. That's what we refer to in the Medicare world as original Medicare. Mm, okay. um, so part A, um, that's actually you're entitled to that as you age into 65. That's what you've paid into with your social security. Your part A is think of your hospital. So anything hospital service related, if you're going in to have some sort of procedure, anything emergency related, um, anything kind of inpatient, that's going to be your part A um, coverage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then we have our part B that, so your part A, just backing up real quickly, you're entitled to that. There's no premium associated with that as long as you've paid an X amount of years to social security. Um, then you've got your Part B. So I always say, think of Part B as going to your primary care physician, getting your annual checkups, all your routine, you know, blood work, um, going to your specialists, anything just medical routine type things that's going to fall under your Part B. Um, that is, there is a premium associated with it. It can sometimes be income determined based on how much you make. Um, and just recently, um, it's kind of been inching up every year. This past year, it took a bit of a jump. It was $145 in 2021. And 2022, it's uh, $170 a year now. That yeah, big jump. Yes. So quite Inflation is everywhere. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's kind of your original Part A and Part B. And what I'll say about that is if you just did that and did nothing else, that would cover 80% of your costs. Oh, you, okay. Yes. So you would be left on the hook for the other 20, basically, which is kind of where then I come in for the other the other portion. Okay. Well, you 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 alluded to the alphabet uh, soup of, of Medicare. And I think that's where people get themselves so turned around and, and confused. And what you, what you mentioned about Part B and the premiums, that's something that we've encountered more frequently uh, than not lately is just people who are starting out and getting a higher premium because of last year's income and and trying to help them navigate that and and if they have a, a a one-off kind of a year and that's something you know that we manage around as best we can with Part B but then when they're starting out you know there's what is there F and G and D and all these letters and which one do I choose so uh, you know. What what is it? What is it to all of those parts? And that's really, I guess, where you help educate them and 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 bring them into that. So talk about those 
the alphabet soup of Medicare? So the best way I feel like to break it down is there's kind of two routes you can go. So again, that A and B covers the 80%. You can go what's called the supplement route. Um, so that's kind of where some of that F and G come into play. There's uh, a supplement F, there's a supplement G. What you would do there is kind of fill in if you selected that route to go, you would, and it's more of an a la carte approach, right? Because you've got part A, part B, mm -hmm. um, and then you would supplement with an F or a G plan. That would fill in that 20% gap that I kind of mentioned you were kind of on the hook for. Okay. Um, so we're just dealing with the 20%. You're already covered with A and B and Correct. they're dealing with the rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what they've done is F is actually a grandfathered in plan. You would have had to turn 65 prior to January, 2020. Okay. Um, G is the best, next best thing. Um, and basically you pay your premium every month and you have a small, small deductible for about $233. Once you hit that, you're done. So you're yeah. going to the doctors, you're not paying co-pays, you're not, you know, pretty much services are covered. Um, and then what you would also do in that case, if you decided to go the supplement route is also implement our part D which is, I always say D equals drugs, right? So that's okay. your, your prescription part because prescriptions are not covered in all the parts we just discussed. So you always want to implement a part D as well at that time. Um, I always make sure clients know that because some clients will say, hey, I'm not on any prescriptions. I don't really need that right now. Uh, well, we can't predict the future, number one, which is my biggest thing with clients when they're, you know, making these decisions is, you know, you may be healthy today, but we don't know what that's going to look like in, you know, five, 10 years. Um, there is a penalty involved if you don't um, put in that Part D initially when you're, you know, aging in or transitioning into Medicare. So I always make them aware of that as well. Okay. Um, Yes. And then and there's a penalty. We didn't say that about B is it? Don't you have to sign up, let them know you want to go on B and now I guess D I wasn't aware of that about. Yes. Part D. Yes. Yep. You are correct. So there's, yeah. I mean, any, any which way <laughs> I feel like there's a way they find it to associate a penalty with something. You said it so. was free, but they figured out a way to make it not as free, yes. I guess. <laughs> exactly. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, so, and then you've got your Medicare Advantage, which technically is part C. So we've done A, B, okay. and D, okay? And then you've got Medicare Advantage. That's more of a bundled approach. So again, you either go that supplement route, the more a la carte route, or you go with an Advantage plan, which many people are not familiar, but have heard all the commercials we hear on TV mm -hmm, of you sure. know Joe Namath promising the world, throwing in all these extra benefits. That is more of a bundled approach, meaning it kind of assumes everything that's involved in part A, part B, they'll throw in prescription coverage. Sometimes they'll throw in dental vision, you know, a gym membership, make it very attractive. Um, and that is the less expensive route typically to go um, because the premiums per month are a lot lower than you'll see on the supplement side. The, the caveat to that though, and I always say is you can kind of pay now with the supplement, you're paying up front, you know, you're paying every month. Or you go the Medicare Advantage route and you pay very low premiums, but you're paying all those co-pays and things associated when you actually go to use the plan. So you've got co-pays, co-insurance, 
Um, and you're also in a network world, meaning you're dealing with kind mm. of that PPO HMO world where you have to stick with certain doctors and things like that and higher costs if you go outside of the network versus the supplement, which you can pretty much see any doctor you want as long as they accept original Medicare. Oh, okay. So so if you're on the F or G plan, they're they're going to follow original Medicare, whereas the Advantage might have limitations by your network. Correct. Yes, okay. absolutely. So, and that could I add mean, up, right? The, the, yes. The, and in a perfect the, world, everyone's like, well, I want to see the doctor. I just had a client move from PA to New Jersey. He wants to stick with all of his PA doctors, but he doesn't want to pay a lot of money. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, you either, you know, you kind of have to pay for the flexibility of the supplement. And especially if you travel, you know, we have some, you know, retirees traveling back and forth from New Jersey to Florida and things like that. So you want to make them aware of that, that, okay. kind of, that kind of network world. So Medicare, so that's it. So the Advantage plan is actually C because we hear that. I think that adds confusion to the alphabet soup of <laughs> nomenclature there because you got a yeah. C in it. And then they say, what about Advantage? So that's the same thing. And they're paying more. They could pay more out of pocket once they get over, I guess, what is it? The 235 deductible that you mentioned right. on, on, on the other. So, but, but paying less sounds pretty nice. So uh, you know, if you start out with advantage, is that pretty much a lifetime decision or how, how or why would people want to make a change over the course of time? Right. So just being the consultant that I am, I always like to kind of make them aware of kind of all the ifs and buts. Um, and looking again, we don't have that glass glass, you know, bowl or whatever into the future, I always like to let them know if you go the Medicare Advantage route. So when you first turn 65, number one, or let's say you're 70 coming off of an employer plan, and you're Mm -hmm. transitioning Medicare, those are two ways that you're guaranteed what's called guaranteed issue, meaning you're not subject to any sort of medical underwriting, you could have, um, you know, cancer or anything like that, and still be guaranteed issue as you age into that initial Medicare period. However, if you are fairly healthy, you turn 65, you decide to go into a Medicare Advantage plan, you're just your budget just won't fit the the supplement side. What will happen is you will, let's say in five years, you go, no, I think I'm getting sicker. I really would like to switch to the supplement. I'm using the plan more, things like that. Then you are subject to medical underwriting. Okay. Um, Yes. And so all the carriers have different, you know, eligibility and different questions they ask and things like that. So you're really, you know, you, you have to kind of answer all those questions and hope for the best that they'll, they'll accept you and you can transition back. Okay. So you're 65, you can get in, or if you just left your covered employment plan, having retired, you can get in. So any of these plans, but then once you want to change, you're, you're getting evaluated. So health, health yeah. can certainly be different at 75 than it was at 65. And your plan was to change, but you might not be able to, I guess, is what you're saying, right? Ex- yes, exactly. Like we can try. I mean, I just had a client, she's 89 years old, very healthy, like on one cholesterol medication, premium had kind of gone up on the supplement side. And um, her father or her son-in-law and daughter came to me and said, Hey, like these premiums are going up. What can we do? 
Um, she stayed on the supplement and that's another thing. There might be some underwriting switching from carrier to carrier at times too, mm. even if you're on one plan. Um, fortunately enough, because if she was in good health, we were able to switch her to another carrier and a different supplement plan. But yeah, so you're kind of subject to kind of that medical underwriting world and it's harder switching from Medicare advantage back to supplement and, you know, mm-hmm. longer down the, down the road. So you really have a lot more certainty, you know, what you're covered for under those supplemental plans. And you just got to worry about taking care of your health at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. So when's a good time to start talking to you and, and when's a good time for them to be talking, I guess, to social security for that matter, how to kind of walk us through that, what a, what right. a person should be thinking about as they get close to these trigger, these points where they're going to be making a decision. Yeah. So it's definitely not a decision that you, you know, call like a 1-800 number and sign up today type of process. It is a little bit um, involved, um, especially if you have a client that, you know, has not signed up to take social security benefits, which I think Pete, we've learned from the, you know, the few clients we've worked with so far, that is one of the questions I always ask, because if, if they've already kind of started that process, then that'll automatically kick them off into automatically enrolling into that original Medicare part A, part B. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in the situation where they have not decided that, and I always say, you know, it's, it's two to three months out of when you're turning 65. So if you're turning 65, or if you have a client turning 65 in August, I would like to start talking to them, I would say, you know, May, you know, end of May at the latest, just to help them walk them through that process of getting enrolled in the Part A and Part B, because that's where they get assigned their official Medicare number, they get the red and white blue card. um, And then then that's where I kind of take the lead from there in terms of deciding where they're going to go with those two routes of either supplement or Medicare Advantage. So it really is you know, unless they already have their Medicare number and are enrolled in part, part A and Part B, it really is a two to three month process to get them started. And that would be the same if somebody was coming off an employer plan, if they've got, if they've not enrolled in Part B yet. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think it's, I, we're hoping it's going to get a little bit better and less time um, sensitive or as long, because right now, you know, people are still social security. There's a lot of workers still working remotely Mm-hmm. Um, because of the pandemic and things like that. So I just to kind of like to give it that cushion, you know, that we have enough time for them to, to get enrolled and, you know, get their number and all that. And, you know, there is online options as well, but different cases pose different challenges. So just like to give that time. Okay. You, you touched on it a little bit, but just give us a little bit more on your process. What What's an experience like when someone meets you and, and how you're guiding them to make those decisions. Uh, just share us a little bit about the process that they would experience in working with you. Right. So again, I, I really, I like, I'm a relationship person first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I like to make that connection with my clients and the clients that you and I mutually have worked together on. So that that's first and foremost. Uh, the second thing is just really breaking it down for them in the easiest possible way. Because again, kind of all the things we've discussed, uh, it it can be very confusing, overwhelming, and you want to make it as simple as possible. I mean, I feel like some of my clients are becoming more technically savvy these days, you know, where I mean, even the Medicare world and enrollment and things like that are moving 
more towards, you know, texting and online enrollments and things like that. But I really just like to be their advocate and make sure that I'm holding their hand through the whole process and they're not feeling confused and lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just really understanding. I mean, number, there's really two factors. You need to understand not only like where you come in, where, you know, what's their budget, you know, what kind of financial situation are they in? Can they afford a supplement long-term, you know, is that feasible or sustainable number one? And number two, what is their health like? Um, We do get very granular in talking about, you know, what their situations are um, in terms of, especially the prescription side of things that Mm. can become pretty, pretty involved. And we have to make sure that we match them up with the exact plans that match those prescription needs. Um, So I just make sure that I'm very, very, thorough. When I do an evaluation with a client, I make sure I understand those two factors. And then I kind of go to the drawing board and I, you know, I have some clients that'll call me and they know I want to go supplement. Don't even talk to me about advantage. (laughs) And then I have other clients that, you know, they want everything. They want to hear, you know, all the options and what's involved and things like that. So it's really just based on, you know, what the client you know, wants to evaluate and just kind of learning what their, their needs are and not just the now needs, but the long-term needs, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. It's not just the now needs, but things are definitely going to change. And, and that free Joe Namath plan isn't always going to be just right. Just right. Um, although I'm sure it's, I'm sure Joe's got some uh, backup assets there. If, if, if he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, just, to, just to add that the process is ongoing, right? It's not just, I don't just sign up a client and then it's by, I have clients, like I have a client last week that just sent me some paperwork on a claim and he just wants me to kind of dig into it and research it for him. So the relationship doesn't stop with the enrollment. It continues on. Oh, wow. That's good to know. Yeah, that's interesting. And I find, find just listening to share that the, the alphabet soup, if you will, you're kind of spooning out one letter at a time instead of getting them all mixed into multi, you know, a big spoonful there. And, and that's important because it gets, it is very easy to get confused and you're making, you know, in many cases, permanent decisions that, that you want to be well educated for, and you're doing a great job in, in bringing that information along and getting people to make make sound decisions, but then to be there in the long run, that's also, that's really, that's powerful. I'm glad you shared that. So, uh, you know, Tara, how, how can people reach you? How, how would, uh, if someone wanted to talk about Medicare or just begin uh, this process with you, how would they reach you? What's the best way to get a hold of Tara? The best way to get a hold of me, I, well, I'm excited to announce I'm officially launching my website. I'm just actually in the final stages. So, ah, you heard it first here, everybody. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I will be sharing that officially in the next few weeks. But, uh, in, t- the best way to get a hold of me would be by phone or email. Uh, my phone number is 609 675 or you can reach me at Tara at beckerbenefits.com. So those are kind of the two ways to reach me and I'll respond within, I always say I'm pretty quick. So I'll respond within 24 hours at all times. Yep. Great. And I can, I can attest that we've introduced you to a few people and you definitely have been in touch pretty darn quick. 
And uh, and thanks. So if if we get this posted by the time you have a, a website, we'll we'll try to add that in our liner notes. But um, but that's great. And congratulations on that. And and uh, and uh, looking forward to seeing more of you. We've we've been a pleasure getting to know you with work and working with you. And uh, and thanks so much for sharing what you had here today. And I think this is such valuable information because. I have people come in the office and they're just, like I said, it's, it's a lot more confusing than it needs to be, but it needs someone like you to make it all make sense. So thanks. Yeah. And I, and at, at the end of the day, I love what I'm doing and I'm helping people and that, that feels really good. No, that comes through loud and clear. Absolutely. Well, thanks for everyone uh, for listening for another uh, episode of tell your boss, I quit. Uh, don't forget to follow our pad cap podcast and listen uh, to tune in for future episodes. Uh, also, check out the book, Tell Your Boss I Quit. You can find it at tellyourbossiquitbook.com. It's also available on Amazon. And uh, learn more about my firm, Goot Financial Services, which you can see at gootfinancial.com. So in the meantime, make it a great day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Tell Your Boss I Quit. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. To learn more about defining your financial purpose and how you can thrive and not sacrifice your spending in retirement, download Tell Your Boss I Quit by Pete Goodekinst. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc., Goot Financial Services is not a broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services.